got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I am Sally. And we need to talk about Destiel. And this is such a good episode to do it. Free to be you and me. Yep. So we're, yeah. (laughs) You want to do a quick summary? Yeah, let's do a quick summary. So, um, we start off with Sam and Dean have gone their separate ways and Sam we'll talk a little bit about Sam's story first. Sam, uh, is working at a bar as a bus boy and, uh, finds some omens and ask Bobby to send some people after them because he's not hunting anymore. And, uh, these people, run into demons and get the down low on Sam's situation and come back and try to get Sam to drink more demon blood and Hulk out. Um, Sam manages to fight them off. Um, and then he, uh, is having dreams or not dreams. Visions. It's unclear of, Jess, um, who is telling him that he can't change, uh, he, why is he trying to run away? And then it turns out it's not Jess, it's Lucifer and hello, Sam is Lucifer's true vessel. Um, meanwhile, Dean is doing his hunting stuff and runs into well runs into cast shows up um a little close um and they uh decide to uh track down Raphael who is the archangel who killed Cass um and they're doing this to try to find God because if Raphael's an archangel then there's more of a chance that he will know where God is um they track down Raphael's empty vessel and uh trap Raphael with holy fire um and Raphael basically tells them God is dead and if he's not then I don't want him back um we're in charge now and fuck all (laughs) (laughs) y'all um and yeah and that is pretty much the episode am i missing anything really important no i don't think so no that pretty much sums it up yeah so what are some themes that you saw in these this these this episode just one episode this time <laughs> um well 
I don't know. I think the first one that comes to mind, I don't know how to exactly formulate it, uh, but um, asking help was kind of a big theme between uh, Dean uh, and Cass this episode, because I don't think, yeah, that has happened before. Anyways, not from Cass's side, as far as I can remember so far. Um, Yeah, and... And being supportive, too, on Dean's side, which we haven't really seen. Yeah. When it comes to Cass, anyway. Um, there's, there's, I think, one of the most obvious ones, uh, themes in this episode is absent fathers. Right, yep. They have because a whole not discussion only... about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because not only do we have God, but we have we we talk about John again, and then we have that awful little scene with the girl chastity. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 This whole industry runs on absent fathers. Dean says. <laughs> um another uh theme that I wrote down was truth versus lies. I think I think both both storylines, both Sam and Dean's storylines run a lot on trying to discover the truth and fighting the urge to just believe the easy lie. Yeah. If that and that's, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's again a big theme in general. Yeah. In this little show we are talking about that spent <laughs> spent four fifteen seasons, no less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think also rebellion is uh, big in this episode, not only with Cass, um, but, but also, also Sam. Yes, also Sam, and also a little bit of Dean too, because he's just with the whole "we're not gonna just sit here and do nothing. We're gonna have some fun." Is a little bit of a rebellion. Yeah. It's a very natural rebellion for Dean. It's not anything new, but it is, it's just, it's just his. Yeah. Function. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just Dean being Dean, really. <laughs> uh, can you think of any other themes in this episode? Mm-hmm. not really maybe like um trying to like identities but I, I only see that with sam so far him trying to like fit in and do something else but like still not being able to do, be into that 100 percent because he still kind of keeps you know 
um, yeah. keeps, keeps I can see it with back. with Dean and Cass too because Cass his identity is so tied to God and yeah. Dean has this at the at the end he has this um a thing about like now that I'm alone uh, now that I'm not chained to my family I get to you know be who I am I get to just do what I yeah. want I think the better way to sum that up would be like liberation in a way for Sam and for Dean from each other yes. and like from Cass uh, for Cass trying to do that in regard to God uh, yeah which is where the title of the episode comes from yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, right yeah <laughs> They said right there in the title, this is what this episode is about. Uh, but I think uh, because I'm not I'm not very very well versed in US culture or just like anything really. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the original uh, that's the, the phrase is from something, right? Like a song or something, the original phrase probably. I think. Yeah. Probably most free to be you and me mm. let's see here mm. marlo thomas and friends i don't it's know children's entertainment project okay yeah interesting <laughs> so it looks so it's sort of like a sesame street sort of thing yep is what i'm getting here oh see based on the beloved children's album that helped cha challenge gender stereotypes this 1974 tv series brings a selection of songs blah 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 <laughs> interesting i wish we had looked into that before we started recording this but hey we can always bring this up in the next episode Gender stereotypes? <laughs> it's 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 literally uh, on IMDb under this description for free to be you and me. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Mm, yeah, if you think about that and think about the whole thing with chastity, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, mm, interesting. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yep, okay. That's fantastic. Hey, we love and to surprise us like this <laughs> during the podcast, yeah. you know? Yes, no, I really do. I really do. Anyway. <laughs> okay, getting into the discussion of this episode. Um, Just to build on what I said last episode about lucifer appearing to people as their romantic partners do i have to say more <laughs> no okay oh man i mean that i have been thinking about that the entire week <laughs> i'll let you know God, I, yeah okay Mo moving on <laughs> what's moving the next on. point <laughs> Um, my next, my next thing is that montage 
um, where it's going back and forth between Sam being a busboy and Dean hunting um, is the song is a simple man, which is, I don't know if you know this, Sally, but Jensen Ackles loves to sing that song at conventions. Right. I think I, yeah, I have, I might have seen a couple of his performances of that song. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's clearly an important song to Jensen and the fact that they used it at this moment. I don't know what it means, but it means something. Yeah. I, I think it, it just um, like, it shows that, uh, I mean, the thing that 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 has been uh, discussed since probably like season one, episode one, that Sam did this life like he doesn't. It's kind of not natural to him. So the the things we see him do, like normal things, are his things, mm-hmm. and the hunting is Dean's thing, right? Yeah, I think that's that's what it's trying to accomplish the entire montage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean technically Sam could also have gone off and uh, also like hunted alone, but he just he's not doing it. And I I f- do not really believe that he's not doing it because of only because of demon blood. I think like yeah. to some degree it's obviously that, but also it's kind of an excuse to like not be involved in hunting for a bit. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, just to just yeah. to take a break and also like i think sam is pretty responsible dude like so he wouldn't risk anything happening i guess except now i'm remembering how he treats kevin and doesn't call him like for (laughs) for two months or something so yeah may i might be willing to take that back about responsibility I mean, he wasn't even, like, soulless at that time, right? I mean, he did have his soul. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a douche. <laughs> just simple as that. Yeah. Um, Kevin didn't show up till season seven, and Soulless Sam was... Six? Season six. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so when Cash shows up and we have that, okay, we've talked about this personal space. First of all, I have a question for you. When the did they talk about that hey a lot of things happen okay that we do not get to see and i really appreciate supernatural for like stating that that that's the truth of yes. it because like oh, yes. i can pretend that like countless scenes have happened off camera off screen yeah, off screen yeah. That live in my head i mean i'm fine with that oh i'm so with you but i'm just sort of like i want to see that conversation <laughs> oh was the cast get out of my ass already did it already happen or is it coming up no that's remember. later the season okay i'm then pretty then... sure it's this season anyway okay okay then it doesn't make yeah. sense i mean they probably have no. talked. Uh, yeah if yeah was... yeah you get what i mean yeah um and also before he says that he looks at him just up and down his face looks at his mouth like three times. Hey, if if there is an occasion for which Jensen Eccles owes me money, this is <laughs> it, okay? 
like dude is just like I don't know how long that scene is like let's say it's five minutes and like four minutes out of those five minutes he just blatantly keeps looking at his mouth like yes that? <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you know? unless <laughs> unless we are free to be you and me <laughs> oh man and then and then yes continuing in this god awful scene so what you're Thelma and I'm Louise and we're just gonna hold hands and sail off this cliff together right I mean, I'm going to come clean and say that I haven't seen Thelma and Louise yet. I was actually going to watch it yesterday, but I obviously, like, I know what what's going on in the movie. Um, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't know why do they write him like that unless they intend to write him like that, you know? Well, and it's not the only gay fictional couple we talk about in this episode no there is burden and, and er, ernie who dean obviously knows for sure that they are gay and like the way he you know what made me insane like there is like literally how, how does this man's brain work like why would he <laughs> think about those two cartoon characters or whatever at that point, I mean, it, it's like literally, it doesn't relate. Like, there is no way to get to that thought from what they have been discussing, right? Exactly. Like, this is like a, ch a children's cartoon show. It's not like they, it's like epo apocalypse themed or something. Like, it's just so random. Exactly. And I don't know. <laughs> it drives me insane. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then the Thelma and Louise quote. Cass is just looking at him like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? And Dean looks so disappointed. <laughs> like he was like making this blatant gay reference like, hey, man, yeah, right? <laughs> That's what we're going for, right? And then Cass says to get it and he's like, oh, darn. <laughs> yeah, man, he's full on disappointed. I mean... It's yeah, it, it it is crazy. I think uh, the thing, the thought I I kept having while watching this was like, if only this was this happened after Metatron gave Cass the knowledge of everything pop right? culture, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then we wouldn't be sitting here having this yeah. podcast. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show would have been a lot shorter. Yeah. Oh man. Um when Cass is uh, trying to convince Dean to help him, he says, "You're the only one who will help me." Yeah, which is very sad in a way, but also the way, the fact that he knows Dean will help him. Yeah. And he can, can count on Dean. Very interesting. Yeah. But also, it's very interesting, too, because he wouldn't be in this position, this position of being alone, if it weren't for Dean. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he he literally betrayed everyone he knew and turned his back on heaven because of Dean. So, and for Dean. Yeah. I mean, he says that, right? For that yeah. he did all of it for for D, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So I, I think he just did. I think his trust uh, of Dean is so. I mean, he trusts him so much that he doesn't even like for one second wouldn't even think that Dean wouldn't help him. Yeah. I honestly, yeah. I kind of, you know, like they have this very, um, like this this relationship that goes like a lot back and forth. So it's always like you owe me, but like it doesn't even they don't even have to bring it up because it's like implied. Yeah, it's just implicit. Yeah. Yeah. And then this uh, this line becomes more important later on in Supernatural, but we're humans and when humans want something really really bad, we lie. Yeah. Yep. It teaches Cass so much in just those few little words. And he takes those words to heart. Yeah. Oh, man. I just wish he hadn't told Cass that. It would have been so much stuff so much more easy. I mean, yeah. But also, this uh, early season cast is so interesting to me because uh, this is going to sound weird, but, I mean, in a way, Dean is kind of... I'm not going to... I haven't said this. I mean, don't listen to me, but, like, he's not a father figure, but he's, like, this guy guy who guides him through, like, human Uh experience. And he's... Sort of, kind of like a child in a way, uh-huh. you know, a very, very uh, dangerous child at that. But oh, in yeah. many, yeah, in many ways, he really doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I mean, in all the ways, probably, except <laughs> uh, fighting and uh, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever's about heaven and hell and all that business, but. Um, yeah, so basically, I think the it's interesting how Cass over time starts to kind of resemble Dean in ways, but in ways like actually goes like is miles away from. I mean, it's kind of like two sided, you know. You know what I just had a realization of. No, Cass but you can is... tell me. <laughs> I will. Yeah, go ahead. Cass is sort of like Jack. <laughs> he no, th- th- yes. Um, <laughs> that was not a realization, though. That's obvious. Um, <laughs> Cass is sort of the born sexy yesterday trope. Okay, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> well, with your whole point about him being like a child and innocent and you know things like that um like when you think of other born sexy yesterday characters um who are predominantly women um 
like the first one that comes to mind is River Tam um, from Firefly. Uh, and she she is this killing machine, but she's so innocent and naive. And Cass is the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the character you're talking about. I haven't seen Firefly, but I think all 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 people or beings that were mainly like used as a weapon. I mean Cass Cass was used as a weapon. He didn't do what he did because he himself wanted like he served someone, right? So I think like people who do that uh, are like that have always have this like level of uh, innocence because if they hadn't been innocent they wouldn't have fulfilled all those orders, right? So yeah. it's kind of yeah. implied. But my point is, the born sexy yesterday trope kind of is meant for the sexy character. And if Cass falls into the born sexy yesterday trope, that means he's the sexy character. (laughs) I mean, I love how how we went on this and whole ass rant just to prove that passes <laughs> we have eyes i mean we don't need this no but do you realize <laughs> but now his sexiness is more valid yes okay yes and also it's weird for a bored sexy yesterday character to be a male not that Cass is a male but misha is so you know, male between, presenting. Between these and Misha being the male version of the manic pixie girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes! Oh man! Okay. Back on track. Um, Last night on her speech. Let me tell you something. There are two things I know for certain. One, Bert and Ernie are gay. Two, you are not going to die a virgin. Not on my watch. I mean, that literally sounds like an invitation. It sounds like the the beginning to a gay porno. Yes. (laughs) Actually, you are completely right. Like... Who says that? <laughs> and, and the way that Dean, it always makes me insane. Like, Dean cannot, like, he physically cannot comprehend what being an angel is like. Like, this dude, <laughs> like, who asks angels if they have, like, had sex with a woman? Done a little cloud seating. <laughs> yeah, right. <What> <laughs> I do not understand that man's that man's how his mind works. It's like it makes no freaking sense. And then of course he takes Cass to like a striptease place, right? And look, I mean to to like uh, a house. to a bordello, right? Um, God, and yeah, and that fact- poor little gay angel sitting there, absolutely terrified. Poor man. I just and, and yeah, the the gay gay panic on Cass's face is just like exactly. wow. 
And the fact that I think this is the first time we see Cass drink, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, oh. And 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 then Dean Dean tell tell I I just know that I'm just like quoting and just saying stating everything that happened, but I have to because this scene is insane. But when when Dean Dean gives him money and he's like, don't uh, order everything of me. <laughs> like, do you think this? Dude, that like literally doesn't understand sarcasm, knows what what's on the menu or off it. I mean, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and then and then when they're running out of the place, and Dean is laughing, and Cass just looks so pleased that he made Dean laugh, and. Dean is just like hanging off of him, and it's just like their first date at a whorehouse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, Dean being Dean. Oh, well, yeah, uh, the whorehouse date is yeah a given, but <laughs> but there is it's just precious. <laughs> It is very cute. I mean, despite the themes and where we are, it's, it is very cute. And also, like, <laughs> the fact that Cass was, like, genuinely nice to the lady <laughs> and, like, tried to, like, reassure her that her father left because he just, not because he just didn't love her, but, like... trying to be kind. But also, that kind of gives you like a win- window into Cass's head because mm-hmm. you know how we say like people say what they want to hear. So he also kind of wants to be reassured about God, aka his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and then when Dean Dean says that he this is the most fun he has had like in years. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, buddy, this means something. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. And later he relates it to just being away, away from, from Sam. Sam. Yeah. But I don't it's more than that. It's who he was with. It was being with Cass. I mean, they they also happen to have fun in later seasons and Sam is there. For example, when they go yes. to that when they do the cowboy thing. Um, yes. And, yeah. So Sam is there, and like that's not not a hindrance yeah. to his uh, to him having fun. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then there is the fan fiction gap between the whorehouse and the psych ward, an entire night. Yep. Just, and and Dean said he wasn't gonna die a virgin. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, you know, like I, I don't need much as a person watching a show, <laughs> but I'm very mad that they made it that 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 April was the person we saw. I mean, Cass slept with. I wish we <gasps> just did, hadn't seen him do anything ever. Even though, like, I really appreciate Misha Collins being shirtless with his 
yes <laughs> shoulders <laughs> out there but like i wish i hadn't seen that if it meant yeah. that i wouldn't have to like live through <laughs> that horrendous i mean if they had made it if if april hadn't like killed him the next day maybe yeah, then it would have been maybe fine yeah. And, like, uh, I don't know, there are plenty of other characters that he could have slept with that, like, it would have been fine, she says, rolling her eyes. <laughs> she um. does. <laughs> I'm, I see it, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very unfortunate. And it just speaks to... I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get to that episode. So we'll just talk about it more when we get to that episode. Um, Raphael uh, implies, well, he does more than imply. He straight up says it, that uh, Lucifer is the one who actually raised Cass from death. Yeah, and Cass's face after he hears that is like such a mixture of emotions. Oh <laughs> I feel man, like... it's so good. Yeah, I think he's kind of surprised, but at the same time, like in disbelief, like doesn't want to believe that it's the truth. And yeah, at yeah. the same time, very kind. Of... I mean, it means that it wasn't God who raised him, and he, all this time he's been chasing God. So, and then on top well, of that, yeah, he's told that God is dead. Yeah, and then and then my question is, do you think so? Later on, we do figure out that yeah, it probably was actually God who raised him, but. Do, do you think Lucifer actually has the power to, because clearly we know that he can bring people like humans back from the dead, but can he bring angels back from the dead? Does Lucifer actually have that power? I mean, there is nothing in the show that would contradict that. So I think why not? Uh, because uh, he is an archangel, right? And uh, I don't remember, were archangels able to make more angels? Or was it just Nephilims? Nephilims and gods, right? Nephilims. Because they're at the end. The reason why heaven is falling apart is because there are they no don't angels, have the yeah. power to make more angels. Only God does. Yeah, but then in the end, at the end, there are not many archangels. Like there is uh, Gabriel, who is like hiding half of the time. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess Lucifer is there, and technically he could. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't really know. I just think that um, I mean the way this the show ended, everything Lucifer did was kind of what God wanted him to do. You know, like, he's been controlling everything anyway. So, I guess if he wanted to, he could, like, make Lucifer raise Cass, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And then I just, I'm, uh, we mentioned this earlier, but the scene in the car with Cass and Dean where Dean is talking about, you know, relating Cass's problems to, you know, 
his situation with John and he's comforting Cass and he's encouraging him to keep looking even though Dean himself doesn't actually believe that God is out there but he's still being supportive yeah I think um, that com comes from when Dean was looking for his dad himself and was told that his dad was I mean was made to think that his dad was dead but he didn't yeah, yeah I mean I think he even says that so I think that's something that he relates to on, on a personal level. I don't know if, like, at this point, his emotional intelligence is on such a level that he actively understands that Cass needs to hear exactly that. I'm not sure about that, but I know that he can relate this situation to himself and John. Um, yeah. Yeah. This episode is insane. It is a good episode, yeah. Um, another thing about fathers, um, the way when Raphael says that uh, God is gone and he doesn't want him back, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of... Uh, you know, the way Cass cling clings to the idea of God and yeah. being helped and raised by him is the same way Dean clings to the idea of his father, right? Yeah. John. And then we have Raphael who kind of says that, you know, I mean, I don't care about my, my dad. Good that he's gone, which is ba basically how Sam feels about John. Interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, he kind of, I mean, the, the way Raphael says every, um, tells everything that they were left alone to run all this thing and everything and didn't really have any help, it's kind of like the way it sounds familiar. Sam, Sam and Dean were left to deal with the whole hunting life, right? And yeah. in a way, like, Raphael is entitled to say these things, if they are true, I don't know, because he did lie about or didn't lie about Lucifer raising Cass, but if they are true, they are very, they would be very relatable to Sam, I think, if he were there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I like that. Yeah, I think it, it's also, it's, it's, it's a, this, I mean, obviously you must have, um, heard or seen there's this uh, running joke at least like on the internet how all gay people bond over their shared childhood trauma and that's, <laughs> that's literally what Dean and Cass are doing in this episode are doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they will continue to do it you know like when when they are out in front of the hotel motel uh, in the next episodes and I mean it's yep. still it's yeah Oh, um, man. Speaking of next episode, next episode is the end. Yes. Oh, what an episode. And once again, we will be doing a standalone episode for that episode. So stay tuned. It's going to be a good time. 
I'm excited. It's a great episode. Right. And we will talk to you <laughs> next week. Thank you for listening to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I am Sally. You can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram at Hella Radio. Theme music was provided by Kalua. Sound editing by Josh. Give them hell, hellers. Let me cry